Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS youth ministry podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. And we are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal. Young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today we are talking about how supportive adults are key to healthy youth ministry. We have seven practices of healthy youth ministry that we talk about and we resource and we promote um, from LCMS Youth Ministry. And these are seven practices that we have put together based on um, talking with practitioners and research, um, looking at scripture um, and our Lutheran doctrines. And so one of those that we are going to be focusing on today is that congregations have supportive adults. So we're going to start with this idea of what is a supportive adult? Uh, what is a supportive adult, Mark? Yeah, well, I think in our research, what we saw is that person maybe outside of the household um, who is a safe person to talk to. Um, we saw that really being a retention factor for uh, y- young people and for uh, young adults in terms of they had that place again where they could go and share their concerns, maybe even their doubts, um, and have a receptive person who is able to point them back to Christ and to know that they were loved. And that supportive adult typically had a long-term relationship with that person. Now, sometimes that supportive adult is is only there for a short time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're only there for a particular crisis or a particular event. Uh, but more often than not, when we looked at, at what was really retaining people were these long-term relationships. And, and some of these were you know, formal relationships, maybe a pastor or church worker or someone who is uh, particularly invested in the youth ministry that was taking place in the congregation. Sometimes it was a family member maybe who and was distance related, whatever it may have been, that was encouraged them. And sometimes it was a lay person who was just there on a consistent basis, maybe teaching Sunday school, maybe, but just was in the pew with them um, as they received Christ's gifts and worship and connecting through Christian community. And those supportive adults uh, we we want to encourage uh, are certainly people that we had in our lives growing Absolutely. up. How about you, Mark? What kind of supportive adults did you have in your in your growing up years and in youth ministry? Yeah, I did grow up in the church. Uh, I'm a pastor's kid, um, and so we were very blessed to have just uh, people who invested in our relationship and invested in my dad as a pastor. And so I got to see uh, their love for him, which encouraged me, but then also directly to me too. Uh, people, man, who would show up at my sporting events, uh, people who would encourage me in my life in the church through leadership opportunities has particular we had a commission lay minister who worked in youth ministry a lot uh, bob who was just instrumental in my life and i think you know now looking back now as being a pastor um, i think about how many times people ask me about so you're following in your dad's footsteps now of course my answer in those years was always <laughs> no not going to do it never going to think about it holy spirit out of the plans obviously but yet nonetheless how i look back and say that man they saw things in me and encouraged me by just even sometimes asking that question and that was a huge blessing yeah, I had a DCEs, uh, many DCEs in our congregation growing up that were um, incredibly gifted. Um, Al Gunderman and Jim Bradshaw, and my mom uh, coming on board as uh, we talked about engaged parents in a previous episode. Um, I was also really blessed that my uh, my parents chose uh, godparents for me who mm-hmm. were not a part of my family, but who were mentors, professional mentors and, and faith mentors to my parents. Um, and so I had this great couple who um, were there, took their uh, baptismal uh identity they were really engaged in making sure uh, that they knew I was uh, I was a child of God and that uh, my baptism was a part of of our relationship and we saw some things in research but also just when we looked to scripture and 
normal relationship connections and healthy relationship connections. Julianne, what are some things that when you think of when we, what we saw through the research and other study, what does a supportive adult have? Yeah, is that supportive adult has um, a, an openness to meeting that young person wherever they are. So they're not looking for that young person to meet certain expectations or certain goals. They're looking at this as an unconditional sort of relationship that they're willing to go to wherever that young person is at um, and meet them there and be a safe place for them to uh, struggle or to to celebrate, to um, to work through doubt, but also to work through um, joyous expressions as well. So um, they are not necessarily there to uh, to grade or to expect mm. or to or um, any of those things that they're just uh, a, a person who's around because they love that young person. Yeah, I think one thing through the research part of it and the, some of the anecdotal stories we got is the impact of an adult who would invest the time to walk through a difficult either transition or situation with young people and the impact that that had. And we can all think of those times too, no doubt, of people in our lives who kind of the rubber hits the road a little bit. We start to understand what the love of Christ means and when it's applied in our lives um, and just the difference that makes as the Holy Spirit works through those relationships and God's word in those times. Absolutely. And that they're willing to dedicate the time Mm -hmm. and the energy to, um, it doesn't have to be a huge group of young people. Mm -hmm. We're not asking you to be a significant adult to 70 young people, but just to uh, one or two or three um, who you can really um, spend the time to get to know them, know who they are, know what they're wrestling with, know what their vocations can be or their skills are, uh, and encourage them. Uh, And I've, we've seen the impact of those supportive adults. I certainly saw it in the congregation when I was uh, doing youth ministry. Uh, one of those places that we were able to do that is we had mentors for our confirmads when I was in Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was such a cool uh, experiment uh, that turned out into be a long-term part of our ministry, which is every confirmad would choose a, an wow. older adult mm-hmm. in the congregation uh, that they wanted to meet with monthly during their confirmation year. And they would um, had a discussion guide that they had to do every month. And then when they got to confirmation, they were confirmed. And then at the end of the service, those mentors introduced that young person to the congregation. So it was that mentor's opportunity to say, hey, this is what I know about this young person. This is what we value about this young person. Um, and we are, they got to be sort of this gatekeeper that introduced this young person as an adult to the congregation, wow. which was a really neat uh, experience for both our young people and those older adults. Mm-hmm. That's great. One thing that we do uh, in LCMS youth ministry provide is what's called the LCMS youth gathering that happens every three years. And there, uh, obviously our adult leaders is our important part in that, uh, certainly preparation for the gathering, everything from, you know, the registration and the logistics, certainly part of it, but an important part in building that relationships with young people. Um, we always say the gathering's more than just the five days. It's that, uh, really investment in the preparation as well as the time afterwards too, that those relationships are built and then continued and strengthened. Um, you know, certainly maybe in some intense times during the gathering of time and God's word and time away from maybe some of the other distractions of life or some of the other relationships of life that were those relationships are really made bond and co- bounded and concrete. But yet, nonetheless, all that investment that, that takes place that we really encourage our adults to be in the word with young people and being those mentors and connections so that they are those trusted adults that beyond, again, the gathering process, but just through everyday life. Yeah, so when we're talking about uh, supportive adults, we're going to talk about kind of four key features of supportive adults. Uh, the first one's going to be that supportive adults develop not just lo- short-term, but long-term relationships. And we already mentioned that. Uh, but 
but really the idea there in long-term relationships we saw in our data that for example when a pastor had been around for a confirmation and was still in the congregation 15 years later uh, or 10 or 12 years later they had a much better sense of who was still uh, around and where young people were in their faith lives than those that had had some sort of pastoral transition and they retained young people better in their home congregation and in the LCMS than if they had not Uh, so part of that is we know that long-term relationships do have a holding and retaining factor. Yeah, and I think that spoke to the longevity of the service of the church worker, but then also how can congregations, uh, when there are those transitions that happen, how do you help those relationships get connected with the new, whether it's a church worker or a layperson who's doing youth ministry happen and not take that for granted? Uh, another thing that we certainly saw too was that, uh, as mentioned before, big events like youth gatherings or servant events or maybe local service that you do as a congregation can be really key times to kickstart those relationships, connections, but then also deepen those as well. And so we saw through the data that those really gave a focused time for relationships to be built. It's a really important thing for us to be thinking about how we might engage volunteers differently Mm -hmm. if we're engaging them for the long term rather than if we are engaging them for for a short you know, event or uh, a national youth gathering and the preparation for that. How are we thinking about uh, maybe lowering the threshold for that? Maybe it's fewer young people um, or less expectation, but over a longer period of time versus uh, we just need people for this event and we we don't care if it's a turnover every single time. Uh, this is a, a hard transition to make sometimes with volunteers. Absolutely. A second key that we saw were that supportive adults deliberately invest in youth and build intergenerational relationships. We see in congregations that you know most are going to be intergenerational in some way, uh, but really are those relationships getting built behind, uh, beyond intergenerations? Um, really, we saw from our research with millennials, and I think this is the case for Gen Z as well, is they actually desire to be mentored and to have old relationships with older, seasoned, more uh, young people, or uh, I should say older people with wisdom that have been through tough situations that can share those stories and encourage them as they walk with Christ uh, through the good days and the bad days. And they really actually want those relationships. And sometimes adults just need to be encouraged that, that that young person is looking for that, um, that we can step into that relationship and build that uh, time with young people. One of the ways that we can do that really is to find ways to program around helping to develop those intergenerational relationships. And there's plenty of ideas out there about that. I, we did an event where uh, we had everybody bring an object that they could tell a story about, <laughs> right? And we took uh, young to old uh, and set them up in a way that we sort of speed dated around <laughs> and told stories. Uh, but it was a great way for for to, to get people to interact. Um, I think about uh, particularly uh, a retiree in our congregation who uh, one day asked me specifically about pointedly about a high school student and not somebody that I necessarily thought that she knew this high school student particularly well and uh, got into a conversation with her about it and turns out that she uh, saw this young person get confirmed and on that confirmation Sunday her I was sort of drawn to this young person uh, and she said, that is a young person I want to invest some time in. And so she just decided that every Sunday morning she was going to stop this young lady and ask her how her week was. Mm. Uh, And she'd been doing this for three years. She hadn't told anybody, hadn't told this young person, (laughs) hadn't uh, made any kind of big deal about it. But she had just, the Holy Spirit just guided her to decide that that was the young person she wanted to invest in. Uh, And that became a relationship that really helped that young person think about um, how they were going to continue to engage in the congregation. 
A third thing that we saw about supportive adults is that they prepare for and respond to celebration, transitions, and crisis. And what we saw was when those relationships were built, there was trust built, uh, those long-term supportive relationships uh, help us to be able to speak law and gospel, maybe during times of struggle, uh, to be able to uh, understand when there's times of celebration and struggle, maybe that we're coming to invest in young people, encourage them in their faith, um, point them to Jesus in those times, and certainly to be those places to step in when maybe life was really shaken for young people and going through crisis and to be able to have a trusted adult that was um, along with parents and others, but walking with them through very difficult times. And when you love young people, one of the hardest things that happens is they come to you and they're uh, deeply upset by something or they've been struggling with something. They're finally brave enough to, to put it out there on the table. Uh, and as an adult, you're praying, oh, dear God, please let me know what to say here, uh, to say the right thing here. And that long-term relationship really does give you a great footing under which to say, okay, I'm going to listen to what this young person says. I'm going to engage them in a healthy way. And then I'm going to know what they need to hear. Do they need to hear some law now? Do they need to hear um, that word spoken and, and, and some confession made? Or is this really a moment where, yeah, we really need some gospel? And that's a hard distinguishing thing to make when you don't have a relationship to base that those kinds of decisions on and those hard discussions. Yeah, and I think you'll see, we've already mentioned it a couple of times in different contexts, but I'm going to say it again. I think one thing we saw in the research was um, the importance of those relationships in transition. And just to take a moment to, again, to think widely about what that means. Um, so certainly one that we can point to that's going to be pretty consistent across ministry in a congregation is the transition of high school students preparing to graduate and either head into career or military, uh, junior college, maybe close to home, college close to home or college uh, further away. And that's a key transition that identity uh, connections are changing, uh, vocations are changing, and how do we prepare them for that, but also keep those relationships through that um, so that they know the church cares for them and there are people beyond their family and their parents that care for them. But also to think um, instantly side uh, the relationship to and of the high school years to think about um, you know church workers change and how do we handle that well as a congregation and loving on young kids during that time again thinking of all ages through that um, and as well too to be even thinking of how can your church be equipped to let's say you have a young person who moves in the middle of their high school years and that's a tough transition it can be new relationships new connections and how can the home church still be a place that yep we know you're no longer physically with us but we are still we still love you we are still thinking of you and be able to support them in that way that can go a long way that even if it is maybe a short-term transition still that can speak well of what the love of Christ means and how it changes us and how we look to our neighbor and our friends and that's really why we think about this in terms of relationship rather than program right right because programs are designed particularly in our congregations around different age demographics so you're in uh, children's ministry and then you're in confirmation and you're in uh, youth ministry and uh, that often that programming doesn't expand to manage some of those transitional points. And really relationships are what we depend on to get us through a lot of those uh, transitional points. Uh, so those adults become incredibly critical, not just within the programming aspect of your youth ministry, although you do need them to drive and <laughs> support you and, and all those logistics, uh, but you really are gonna lean hard into those relationships as that young person uh, moves away or as they uh, transition into college or into their um, into their professional life or into the military service, those kinds of things. I think the fourth piece that we brought out was more probably more of a framework 
uh, around the support of adults. And this is really borrowed from Fuller Youth Institute. Um, and that is to be thinking about how can the body of Christ, uh, I guess, Oftentimes in youth ministry or children's ministry, we think about chaperoning. And so it's, yeah. you know, having enough adults for the youth or kids who are coming. So maybe it's, okay, we got to have one adult for five kids or youth. And actually kind of flip that around and think about how can we have five supportive adults for every young person that uh, knows that young person, knows them by name, is praying for them and cares for them. And again, that can look very different as we've talked about examples. It might be the pastor or church worker who's highly invested in the ministry side of things. But it might also be making sure they've got family who are caring for them or also, again, a layperson. You talked about your example that is just welcoming them, asking them how they're doing, praying for them, and building a relationship that way. And so just to kind of systematically think about that healthiness of having five adults who are investing in each young person. And we want to be clear that, one, that's not necessarily an easy number to achieve, but also that is not a number of young or of uh, youth leaders in your ministry that you have to have. Uh, really, we can think about those relationships outside of necessarily the specific youth ministry programming that you might have. Uh, I think it's easy for us to be so focused on, I need to have enough volunteers mm-hmm. to manage X, Y, or Z, uh, that we're not thinking about what are the relational parts of that. Uh, and it's hard to do one without the other uh, and and to prioritize one over the other. So it's certainly a, a difficult thing for, for lay leaders and for church professionals to do. Yeah, I think of a small thing, like, I, I don't know if you're in a church like this, but I think, you know, we kind of tend to sit in the same seats every Sunday <laughs> at worship and how I realize that like, I know young people on my side of the church better than maybe I know others, but it's helped me develop that relationship, get to know their name, get to know what, how they're doing in school, just because I get to see them on the way in, way out of church. And so you build that relationship over time. And so it's, it's interesting how even something as simple as that has enabled me to connect with young people and their parents in that way. One of the cool things that technology allows us to do Mm -hmm. is to be able to follow these families and these young people on social media and on these platforms. And I've been really uh, amazed at when I uh, talk to young people in our congregation and I know, oh, wait, you had a sporting event yesterday Mm -hmm. or you had this event that happened at school, uh, then I can really engage them so much better when they know that I'm paying attention to the things that are important to them. And I'm asking them not just, well, how was your week, but hey, how was the cross-country meet yesterday? Was it fun? How fast did you run? Um, Those kinds of things. And they're able to go, oh, okay, that that adult isn't just asking me because they have to ask me or asking me because they're passing the piece, Um, but they want to (laughs) know about me as a person. Uh, That's the kind of supportive adult relationship that lets them know they're cared for and they're safe. And if I'm asking the how fast you ran question, I'm just going to be shamed. I know that. They know I'm not running I, at I say, all. I have to prepare myself for the answer. Like, really? <laughs> no person should be running that fast. That's <sighs> just usually my take on that. But yes, that is a good question to know. And, and to set good goals for me about in my running. Uh, well, and it's uh, it's a part of that supportive adult relationship is not just about I'm here for your crisis. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also right. I'm here for your achievements. I'm here for your goals. I'm here for your joy. Uh, we know about Gen Z that they're very much achievement oriented. Uh and they are about the things that they're going to be able to do and achieve in school and in, in life. And when we focus in and we're able to celebrate those things with them and recenter those joys and celebrations around their baptismal identity and their vocation, then they really are going to engage on those things on a whole nother level. 
So there's, again, a kind of a quick outline of what we found about supportive adults. And we'll continue to certainly add resources and things around that. But to kind of encourage you a little bit, we want to think of maybe two kind of questions for you to be pondering or to be thinking about challenges for you as you consider supportive adults as you as an individual, but then also in your congregation. Uh, So those two questions can be, how is your youth ministry working towards having five significant adults for every youth? So how are you taking that goal as a way for you to engage uh, new adults or different adults or an expanded number of adults uh, to work with the young people in your congregation? And the second one is, who are you actively serving as a significant adult? I certainly know um, young people in my congregation who I know by name, who I think of myself as wanting to be that significant adult. Mark, you just took on this role. Yeah, our church is uh, you know, t- taking a little bit of a systematic approach to it. They're actually kind of doing small groups around some mentoring. And so I've got uh, eight young men who I'll be uh, staying in connection with in this next year and beyond. Uh, so again, just knowing what they're doing on a regular basis and hopefully making it to some sporting events and music events and other things that they're doing to support them in their many vocations as they walk with Christ and also just encouraging them in their faith too. And such a cool thing, but also a scary thing a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> meeting some new new young people. And uh, adults have that question of, am I cool too? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's <laughs> exciting to know uh, that we can play a, a key role in developing that young person's faith life, both now and into the future by serving as that significant adult. So hopefully you, as you're listening, can think of names and faces of young people who you value, who you think, okay, that's the person, or those are the people that I want to be that significant adult for. So in future episodes, we'll be talking a little more about maybe what those relationships look like. Uh, Some words that we kind of landed on through the research were warmth, challenge, and grace. And we'll go into more detail about that and also how we encourage those young people through relationships to lead and to serve and to understand their vocations as well. We also want to remind you that LCMS Youth Ministry has a resource website with over 1,700 different articles, Bible studies, skits, and discussion guides. There are a wealth of doctrinally reviewed, current, and helpful resources for you and your youth ministry, many of them particularly around this topic of significant adults. So to find out more, go to youthesource.com. Engels Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of your church.